evening. My name is Gabriel Evergreen. You are welcome to Believers Class. This is Riverbank. Our vision is to help equip God's people to become everything God has called them to be. And tonight I want to teach you on something very, very important. And I need you to give me your attention in order to make this effective and productive in your life. All right, let's begin. Father, I thank you for tonight. And I pray that everybody listening to me, everybody on the sound of my voice, will come to a, a stand where their life is being transformed by these words that they are hearing and their eyes of understanding is being enlightened and they see themselves the way you see them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. The word incense means a substance that is burned to produce a sweet smell. It's something you smell. Something you smell. Now, I keep wondering what God smelled in Genesis 8. Because I believe God is the most high and there's nothing anybody can smoke or smell that can make him high as the most high himself. That's why Paul keeps saying to us, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Be drunk in the spirit. The Bible said in the book of Genesis 8, 20, then Moses built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal and of every clean bread and offered burnt offering on the altar and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma then the Lord said in his heart there was something God perceived that made God to speak you know when someone is drunk that's when people start you know drunk people tend to reveal secrets they talk too much and when you are high on something that thing takes over and, you know, you become influenced to do certain things. If you drink too much of Berlin, you start feeling sleepy. Like those people, from the testimony of those who have taken codeine before, they said everything becomes super slow. Everything just becomes super slow. To you, you are working very fast. But to the outside world, you are super slow. So there was something God perceived that just made God to start, you know, speaking. I asked some questions right now. I said, why do you go to a program? And you didn't beg the prophet to speak to you. The prophet decided to prophesy to you as he was moved by the spirit. And you have been wondering five years now, four years now, three years now, two years now, months now. The word has not come to pass. What's happening? And you're wondering. You're wondering why you see that you find something in the Bible, you are confessing it, and it's not coming to pass. It's like, what's happening? And you're praying about a particular thing, and it's like everything is just stuck in the air. And you're even praying, it's like the spiritual realm is just freezing. We need to look at certain things tonight. All right, let's begin. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of 
First Kings. First Kings. Libra Handelibas Yadrandusharadu Sigrabi. First Kings chapter 17. And all of a sudden, we just hear about this man. We've never heard him before. And they just said, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to have as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be a dew nor rain these years except at my word. This is strange. He never said at the word of God. He never said I will, I'm prophesying. He said at my own word. Elijah walked up to a king that had a wife called Jezebel. And he never went with a constructive word like, hey, king, oh, most holy king, hey, king, um, I've done something bad to your kingdom. You know what? I just locked up the heavens right now. And nothing's going to happen except by my word. So here's my card. Just call me, you know, when you need rain. This guy said he went to the presence of a king. A king that had Jezebel as a wife. And said to him, hey, I've locked up the heavens. There shall not be any rain until i speak he never said till god speaks he never said till any prophet speak he said until i speak what level did this guy get to what did this guy smoke that you can walk up to a king that had jezebel as wife and tell him that nothing is going to happen in this kingdom unless i speak what level of audacity is that and yet we find believers who are chicken out when cockroaches just walk over them in the middle of the night. Or they hear a sound and say, hey, 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 God, what's that, what's that, what's that, go and check, go and check, go and check what? Go and check what? What did this guy have? We need to understand. There was something that Elijah had. He understood something, and I want you to understand that thing right now. Because when you want to fulfill God's purpose for your life, God's vision for your life, God's whatever God is calling you to do, or you want to live a successful Christian life, you need to understand the place of prayer and the place of faith. Because you will encounter things that you just be wondering, can I skill through this thing or not? Naturally, in life, when you are in faith, that is when you are born again, you face things that naturally they are beyond your capacity, they are beyond your potential, they are beyond your own human ability to do them. You need a higher power to make things happen. But the good news is that once we come into Christ and we are filled in the Holy Ghost, we receive the higher power. But why is that this higher power is not manifesting? What did Jesus have that we don't have? Because we have the same thing. And Jesus looked at the tree and he said, no man shall eat of you again. And the next day, they found the tree has dried out. And you ask another believer, hey, come and demonstrate this thing. You said your God is powerful. Come and prove this thing. Let me tell you something. If you claim that God is powerful to an unbeliever, you need to demonstrate that level of power that he is powerful. 
Why is it that when you go to prophetic services, services whereby a man is revealing people's name, people's address, phone number, issues, and everything, you exclaim that God knows everything. Why? You exclaim that God knows everything. Why? Because the man of God or the minister or the child of God at that present moment has been able to demonstrate a level of God to you that made you conclude that indeed God knows all things. So if you claim that God is powerful, God answers all prayers, you need to demonstrate it to people through your life that God is powerful and God answers prayer. Or else you are painting to us an image that is not visible. Then there's no difference between you and the politicians. Elijah said one thing that I need you to understand. He said, as the Lord lives, before whom I stand, that is, I am with God. I am with God. A dimension that is only possible in the New Testament. Elijah was tapping into it. Act 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, because God was with him. Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3. He said, no man doeth this thing, except God be with him. Now, Romans chapter 8 now made it clear that if God be for us, who shall be against us? Then you need to start understanding something, that God is with you. There is nothing that can change that fact. So what distinguished Elijah from Hab was God was with Elijah. So tell me, why is your business not moving forward? I thought God is with you. And someone who God is not with is making exploits more than you. That was the thing we used to say in school, my friend and I. We do say, Father, there has to be a difference between us and the unbelievers by the result we have after exam. There has to be a clear difference that you are with us. That we might be able and boldly tell them that God is with us. You need to give your life to Christ. And things are not really working for you. And things are working for this one that are without God. Isn't that what Elijah was trying to demonstrate? That God is the true God. Look, we're not I'm not trying to tell you that when things are not working in your life, you start thinking or trying, trying to find a way to strangulate God and make sure he does the thing. No. That your life might be a demonstration of who God is and what God can do to those who don't know God. That was what Elijah was busy doing. He was tearing down everything that was trying to raise itself above the knowledge of God over the people of Israel. God help me. I, I hope you are understanding something. He said, at my word, 
So how did Elijah get to this level whereby he could demonstrate God's authority over every other God, over every situation, over circumstances, that we know that when God does a thing, nobody has the audacity to say, God, no. God, yes. Elijah was, was so busy to prove a point on the supremacy of God over Israel that you and your wife can't just come and bring one God and priest to, to oppress us because God is above all and he demonstrated it. The priests of Baal did a lot of things to make sure that their God was supreme. Baal saw Elijah and Baal fled. Situation needs to see you and start fleeing. People need to start saying that, look, everybody is sick. Why, how come you're not sick? Everybody's business is crashing. How come your business is not crashing? Everybody's child is failing. How come your child is not failing? Everybody is being sacked. How come you're not sacked? Hallelujah. See what happens here. First King chapter eight. First King chapter eighteen. First King chapter eighteen. I need you to see something here. First King chapter eighteen, from verse forty-one. It says, Then Elijah said to her, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. This guy has not heard anything. He has not seen rain. It, it wasn't recorded that God spoke to him that, Hey, go, there will be rain. Nothing happened. He just concluded that, hey, don't worry, I'll make rain happen, all right? Now you believe that God is God. Now I'm going to make rain happen. I'm going to make rain happen. And you get into that institution, they are saying, <coughs> they're saying a lot of negative things. And you, you change the atmosphere by making your own positive declaration. And they are wondering, like, how are you doing it? Elijah made a confession. He declared, he said, look at it. He said, go up, eat and drink, for there is an abundance of rain. There is, there is a sound of an abundance of rain. This guy has not seen any sign of rain. God did not speak to him, but he made a declaration. The same way you, make, you have been making declaration, I can't be sick, I can't be poor, but you fall sick, you become poor. I can't be unemployed. You are still unemployed. I can't be this, I can be this, and nothing is still happening in your life. But listen to what Elijah did. They said, so Hab went to eat and drink, meaning this guy must have been fasting. And Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he bowed down to the, on the ground with a face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. 
So he went and looked towards the sea and said, There is nothing. Seven times he said, Go again. Now listen, Jews, Jews pray one, one hour. So for each time Elijah sends someone, I mean the servant, to go and check, it means he had prayed one hour. He had prayed one hour. He had prayed one hour. So he sent the servant up seven times to go again. The Bible said, then it came the seventh time. That means that he prayed for seven hours. He was on the ground praying for the manifestation of what he said. He has spoken to the king that, hey, go home, go and eat, go and drink, don't worry. I hear the sound of an abundant rain. But there was still famine. There, there was the sun was so scorchy. It wasn't cloudy. There was no sign of rain at all. There was no sign of rain at all. But this guy now knew the secrets of how to make things happen. He knew it's not just about confession, just speaking mere words into the air that makes things happen. He knew the password to unlock the heavens. What did he do? He went to pray. He prayed. He said, hey, go and check. I prayed. How far? Is there any sign? He said, there's no sign. He continued. Then the seventh time that he said, the servant said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand. Imagine, as small as a man's hand. Something so small like a man's hand. Elias said, that is it. He said, go up, say to her, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. I thought he said he heard the sound of abundance of rain. Why is he not giving another instruction that the rain will, not, that rain will stop him or something? I thought he said, it is said to don't worry, there's rain. This is the reason why sometimes you declare things and you're not seeing manifestation. You are confessing the word, you're not seeing manifestation. It's because you have not mixed the word with the spirits. You have not taken the word into the realm of the spirits, dissected it and taken it into your own spirit man. That when you say it again, it is no mere words anymore. It is no more the Bible you are saying anymore. It is now the word of God you are speaking. It is not the word of God that you are speaking. He said, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. He said, and it happened in the meantime that the sky, that is the same time, the sky became dark with cloud and winds. And there was a heavy rain. There was what? A heavy, a heavy rain. Kai. Elijah prayed himself into manifestation of the things he said. This is not God speaking, or this is a man speaking. How much more if God now speaks to you that I'm going to make you a billionaire come November? This November, I'm going to make you a billionaire. This is a word that sometimes you find it very hard to receive. This is a man speaking that he made a declaration by himself and he prayed it to come to pass. The same way God didn't say go and stop rain from falling, he himself prayed rain from, from falling. 
He had dealt with it that Father rain will not fall until I speak. And he spoke and he prayed it into manifestation again and rain came. Now, how much more when God speaks to you? How much more when God speaks to you? When God speaks to you? A particular minister of God said he was about to go on his own doctorate degree in a particular special field. And he said he has been praying, he has been praying, he has been praying over some to secure some things. He said he was not granted. He said he looked at it into the spirit and saw that he needs to pray nine hours to bring that thing to pass. Believers, I don't know why we joke a lot with prayer. We like this, our Father who has in heaven, I don't be thy name, thy kingdom come. That we don't know that is in heaven. All right. I've been doing that. Has anything happened? You need to take some time out to pray some stretch. He said he, had, he used to do it one, one hour, thinking that's how it's going to be done. He said nothing happened. He said he prayed again, then he discovered that he needed to pray nine hours stretch. He said he prayed nine hours stretch. When he was done, NASA gave him all expense paid PhD that he's going to work with them. NASA. <laughs> a particular student in abroad was trying to secure a scholarship. He had done everything they had denied him, even though he was qualified. He prayed at a stretch of seven hours. The school reversed the statement, gave him everything in abundance. Let me tell you something. Some things are not happening in your life because you have not built the spiritual capacity to receive them yet. Those things are just hanging in the spirit realm. God has spoken to you. Sometimes, you know, some people, I give them some prophetic words. Some people here in Riverbank, I give you prophetic words. I speak to you, I prophesy to you. And some of those words are yet to come to pass in your life. And some of you are wondering, is this apostle, this prophet, is it real or is it fake? We need to start understanding right now. Is this man real or fake? Because he spoke a word, he has not come to pass. It is not my business to bring the word to pass. It is my business to speak. It is yourself, it is your business to make yourself to be in line with God's word to come to pass. It, you must be in line. Didn't the Bible say about the prophet Habakkuk that he said, I will stand on the tower to watch what God is about to say, what God is about to do. What's that tower? In a place of prayer, I will be watching. I will be in the spirit praying to see what God is about to do and what is going to come to pass. You can't just be lackadaisical about your spirit life, praying 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes and hope to have everything turn around. You are now comparing your success with someone who is praying 5 hours, 4 hours at a stretch, at least once or twice in a week. He prays his normal daily prayer, but he separates some days in the week to have a stretch to pray, maybe four hours, five hours, six hours. Someone who is praying 12 hours at a stretch and he wants to compare his success with yours. It's not possible now. You're not at the same spiritual frequency. Abba, a, a cat is hearing from a lion. They have, they have different capacity. When both of them give their sound, one, you will rub his head when it makes the sound, one, you will flee. When it's making sound. 
Let me show you something. Matthew. Matthew 26. Maradabo shatala gadala brandi. Esivrado shakala gadabali kapapa gunzo durendi. Luzi heredo shakali andarabali sufandi. I pray that the spirit of prayer comes upon someone this evening. That you pray and you enter a realm that demons know you're untouchable. <clears throat> All right, Matthew 26, let us read verse 36. Sorry, did I say? Okay, okay, yes, I'm, I'm in the right place. And, okay, verse 36 says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, that is um, James and John. And the Bible said Jesus became sorrowful and deeply distressed. Can we say Jesus became mood? He just had mood swing. His mood just changed. He said to them, He said, My soul is exceedingly, exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. He says, stay here and watch with me. That is, stay here and pray with me. Why was Jesus exceeding sorrowful? Jesus looked at God's word that says, hey, go and die for this people's sin. Go and take away their sin. This is your punishment. This is everything that's going to happen. This is what is going to require you to fulfill it. The same way, we're talking about church faith. And when some people see the budget that we're going to use to spend, we're going to spend in the church face, the people say, Jesus Christ, Pastor, where are we going to get the money from? We're looking about, we're looking at budgets, and you're saying, yeah, Jesus. S same thing to you now. Some people, when they hear some amounts, they are scared. So people, they say, okay, let us go and meet so so and so person, one influential, popular person, and you get before the person, they're feeling timid, they're feeling shy, they're feeling a bit uncomfortable. That was the same thing that was happening to Jesus because of what was standing before him, because of the word of God that was standing before him. He was his mood changed, he had experienced mood swing. But Jesus knew the cure because that this one is sorrow. Some people it is doubt, some people it is fear of the unknown, some people it, 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 it is another sign of fear. But I'm speaking to someone today, someone who can know the secret to change the spiritual atmosphere. I pray for someone. May you become sensitive in the name of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Jesus became scared. But look at what happened in verse 45 of Matthew chapter 26. He said, then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, their hour is at hand. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is Saul who was a bit scared, a bit timid, a bit doubtful, a bit um, 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 that, that, that was exceedingly sorrowful, that was distressed. And all of a sudden, he became bold. He became bold. To address the situation, to address the circumstance, he became bold. He received an energy on. He received the capacity to look at the the betrayer in the eye, to look at the devil in the eye, to look at the situation in the eye, and he was ready. 
That was the same thing that happened to Elijah. If you look at Elijah carefully, Elijah was very insecure. Very insecure. Elijah was very insecure. You that killed Baal's prophets, you sent fire to soldiers, you said rain will not fall at your word. Jezebel just sent a message of threats to you. You wanted to flee. You wanted to die. But after spending time with God, this guy became bold and empowered again. The reason why those words, the prophetic word over your life are still hanging in the air, the reason why you are still a bit timid to face those things, the reason why I, I can tell someone, hey, you are preaching today and you might be scared, you might be turned down, you might feel depressed, that things are not happening around you the way you are expected to be, is because you have not yet gone into the bakery, you have not yet stayed long enough in the place of prayer to receive the power and the transformation you need to face and address that situation that is at hand. When when years ago when the Lord said to me, Hey, start planting churches, I was scared, I ran away. But another time came, God said, Go and plant church. I said, Where? I wasn't scared anymore. I said, Where? Where? What happened? I've grown to a place whereby I have started incubating the boldness and the power of God that my faith is no more shaking, my faith is standing. In the book of Mark, in the book of Mark, the 9, from verse 28 to 29, the disciples have been were wondering why they couldn't cast out the demon in the life of that boy. Jesus said to them, Hey, hey, let us read it. Let us read it. Let us read his response in Mark, Mark chapter 9, verse 20. Verse 28 to 29. And when they came into the house, his disciples asked him privately. He said, He said, Why can't we cast it out? Jesus said, This kind does not this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. What was the kind he was talking about? Was he talking about a demon? No, because Jesus had every power over demon. Demon are beneath us. So what is happening? The kind he was talking about was their unbelief. Jesus spoke to them before about their unbelief. He was talking to them like, look, God might give you capacity to do the same thing God can do. The same way some of you have the Holy Ghost to do the same thing God can do. The same way you have the wisdom of God to imagine the same thing God can imagine. The same way you have the love of God that sometimes you find it very hard to love someone who has hurt you or to love someone who is not in agreement with you. But the, you see, just was not saying that this kind does not go that doubt does not go that fear does not go that incapacity does not go that inability does not go unless by prayer and fasting by lika brother prayer and fasting then means you need to spend some time praying you need to pray till there's peace in your spirit you need to pray till there's change in the atmosphere you need to pray till you are empowered you need to pray till there's an outburst of miracles Jele kabra baba sheke brado sukopalinga dalabradi 
Makata yeke libra dosu ko papa yinda la baba ni brande se kapu papa yinda nesh kutayanda la kata yeke telika ere no suka brande shakalaba. There are issues around. There are issues around. Possibly, doctor said you are so 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 in your life, and you pick the word of God and you go to First Peter chapter two verse twenty four and. Isaiah 53 verse 5 and you start confessing by his stripes I am healed by his stripes I am healed and there's no there's no change in your body there is no change in the atmosphere it's like the sickness is just getting worse what you need to do is to spend some time praying because Kai James said something in James chapter 5 verse 17 James chapter 5 verse 17 James chapter 5 verse 17. Listen, he said Elijah was a man like us. Look at verse 16. Verse 16b. He said, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That is, it produces power. The effective that is it is effective it is consistent you are standing your ground that this thing must be done this prophetic word must come in line with my life this situation must change this thing must leave there must be a change there must be a transformation the bible said power will come upon you to do it he now said in verse 17 he said elijah was a man with a nature like ours he's a man like you and i but he prayed earnestly he didn't pray small small he didn't pray today and next week he prayed earnestly sometimes we think by just praying one or two minutes and we get the situation over and we get everything we want it doesn't happen like that the muslims first five five times every day to pray whether they pray whether they are happy they pray whether they are unhappy they pray whether they're in the mood to pray they pray whether they're not in the mood to pray they pray the jews they pray where they are happy they pray where they are unhappy they pray where they are broke they pray where they are rich they pray they pray three times a day and we just think as christians uh, when we just pray one or two minutes or one or two hours and that's all the all that we need to do prayer 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 is not everything prayer 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 is not everything you have not been praying and things are the way they the way it is you think you can run your life by your imagination and calculation i'm sorry sir the world is just too spiritual for you to run everything by your own imagination You can't run everything by your own calculation. As you are having principles, you need to take those principles, those words, those systems, those structures into the place of prayer and bet them with the, in the place of prayer that when you bring them out, when those systems fail in some other company, in your own company, it still stands. He said he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it didn't rain he didn't say god spoke to him this is a man he didn't it didn't rain for three years and six months and they said he prayed again and heaven gave his rain and the earth produces its fruit this man prayed because in the place of prayer power comes upon you and your faith now goes to work because that thing has not been bubbling in you, you never start meditating. You start speaking those words. You start speaking those words. And as you make your confession, you start seeing manifestation. 
The reason why things are still a bit seasoned in the atmosphere right now, see things are not really working, is because you have not spent enough time in the place of prayer to receive the power that will boost your faith, that will cause you to speak and bring forth the manifestation. Therefore, you need to spend time to pray. When you pray well enough, you will receive enough power to do the job. You have gone for different seminars, different conferences on how to lift your company, your ministry up. But you have not even asked the person that instituted the ministry, that instituted the company in itself. Bishop Oedepo was saying years ago that he was looking for a particular place I think to start their church or so, he said he, he called everybody he knew. I think for two months and a half or two years and a half, they couldn't get anything. Then God spoke to him. He said, David, you have spoken to everybody you know. Why? You have not spoken to me. He said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I forgot. He said he spoke to God. He said in less than two and a half hours, they got the place. I'm not disputing the fact that you need to get certification. Go and get certification. But mix your certification with power. Mix your certification with power. And then the natural that becomes supernatural. Your certification is the natural. Prayer is the super. When you mix prayer with your certification, certification grants you access. It grants you knowledge. It grants you system. It grants you structure. But prayer grants you the power. That when you get there, when people come naturally, you come supernaturally. Then naturally you now become supernatural. And you'll be able to transform, to take and lay hold upon things that people are just taking for granted. You'll become what you people will call a rujeje. You'll become a, 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 an authority. A lecturer of mine got a threat from the school board that some people despised him. They said they would, they would lay him off. He said, never, you can't. He said, because when I was coming to this school, God said that I will end up, that he will take me gradually to I become the head. So you can't, unless God says it. How did he secure that level of boldness and God's word? He was in the place of prayer. Look, I advise you, when you pray, don't just pray in the name of the Father and the Son and just say all your requests and just leave. Pray and hear. When you pray, let us say you want to pray for 30 minutes. Spend 20 minutes to pray and spend the last 10 minutes to hear from God. If you want to pray for one hour, spend 40, 45 minutes to pray. And spend the remaining 15 minutes to hear from God and grow from there whether to the place whereby you start conversing with God. That's how I started. Don't just pray. Don't just open your mouth and start laying out words. God, you are serving a hearing God and a speaking God. And if it's a speaking God, then Saul must be hearing. So you need to sit down and start hearing. When you hear, then you need to also pray till you are empowered. Last year we had a program, YBD, and glory be to God, we'll be having it again this year, October. And in the program, there was some, there's a certain amount that we needed, but it was unavailable. If you know the amount, you will laugh. It was unavailable, and I, I was seeing that I was becoming worried. What did I do? I separated myself. I locked my door. I started praying. 
I prayed till joy came in me. I started laughing. I started dancing. I danced for like close to an hour. I came out. Money started coming. Money started coming in. When we when the church face came, I said, Lord, this thing is going to require this. It's going to require this. Lord, what's the system? What's the structure? And I stayed in the place of prayer till God spoke to me. This is how you should live your life as Christians. This is what separates you from ordinary to extraordinary. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. That from today, you will receive grace to stay in the place of prayer. You will receive grace to hear from him. And you also receive grace to be empowered. This is why you need to wake up every morning and pray and be empowered for the day. Hear things about the day and be empowered for the day. That when situation see you, they, they run away. They don't just approach you. They run away. And you'll be able to shut the mouth of lion every day. I pray for you that you'll be in the place of prayer. You'll be hungry to pray. You will hear when you pray and you'll be empowered when you pray. And all those doubts will begin to check out. All those fear will begin to check out. All those sorrow, all those frustration will begin to check out. And every prophetic word God has spoken will begin to come to pass. God bless you in Jesus' name.